Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I am Michael J. Sutton and this is episode 85 in our series Freedom from Fear. Freedom Matters Today looks at freedom from a Christian perspective. There are five themes in our research agenda. First is freedom from fascism and tyranny. Second is freedom from fear and despair. Third is freedom from past and prejudice. Fourth is freedom from sin and death. And fifth is freedom from guilt and shame. We have a new podcast every day and we also have a daily blog at freedommatterstoday.com. The title for today is Freedom from Slavery. Freedom Matters Today is concerned with the way that freedom is looked at in our society and the lack of understanding of freedom from a biblical or a Christian perspective. A common fear in the world today is a fear of evil, a fear of the supernatural, the fear of the devil or diabolos. The church in the West and especially Christian fascists have enlisted fear of the devil to promote their methodology, which is to take our attention away from Jesus Christ and focus it on restoring what they see as Christian values, Christian heritage and a Christian nation. This is a view that's very common these days and you hear it more and more in the media. Christian fascism is what many call today Christian nationalism. But it's a broader disease afflicting Christian witness, especially in the West. For most people, as they understand it, to be a Christian is to go to church on Sunday. But according to the Bible, to be a Christian is not to go to church on Sunday, but to have a relationship with God. And as far as nations are concerned, God has no favourites, nor can he be recruited into our petty culture war. This is a message that we need to hear again and again today. God has no favourites, whether you're rich or poor, tall or short, whatever shape or size you are, whatever your income, whatever your background, God has no favourites. And the most important thing in life is to know God and to be known by God. To be a Christian is not someone who enters a church building on Sunday, but someone who has a relationship with God. Last week we pondered Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, where Paul wrote, From now on, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty strength. If you'd like to know what was said, please listen to episode 7884 and read the corresponding blogs at freedommatterstoday.com. For the next seven episodes, we will concern ourselves with a much misunderstood and misapplied verse in the New Testament about how Christians are to live in this world without fear. Christians are to be free people living in the freedom that comes from knowing Jesus Christ, not cowering in fear, trembling and terror at the world. Jesus says in John chapter 8 verse 36, For if the Son of Man shall set you free, 
then you shall be free indeed. Jesus is true to his word. True freedom is the goal of God's salvation found in Jesus Christ. In this series, Freedom from Fear, my hope is that my blog and podcast will encourage you to turn to the Bible, open it and read it. There are many versions available today. According to one estimate, there are over 50 versions of the Bible in English. Isn't that astounding? 50 versions. They're readily available on the internet or in bookstores. Take one if you haven't bought one for yourself. Read it, buy it and read it. And don't just take my word for it. Go to the passages and the verses I am examining and read them for yourselves. I challenge you to do that. Test everything by the Bible, by what the Bible says. We at Freedom Matters today endeavour as much as we can to present a biblical understanding to the idea of freedom. And we endeavour as much as possible to present a view that is non-sectarian and apolitical. Don't listen to the church. Read the Bible instead. You will be surprised, challenged, and hopefully emboldened to live a life of confidence and a confident life of faith instead of a dead weekly ritual. The text of the Bible is not the preface to the church ritual. It is not the sideshow to the main event. It is God speaking to us today. Sadly, for many Christians, Christianity is about the church ritual and the Bible is the preface. But the Bible is not the preface. The Bible is where God speaks to us today. Don't listen to the church. Read the Bible instead. Today we're considering freedom from slavery, for that is indeed what happens for all who come to faith. Freedom from slavery. There is a true freedom from the oppressiveness of a life of slavery. To be a slave is to live a life of oppressiveness. A slave has no choice. A slave must do what they are told. There are no options for a slave. For a person who has come to faith, choice comes into one's life for the first time. The only freedom one had when one lived in Satan's kingdom was being blind to the things of God and a slave to sin. When the light of the good news of God's grace shone on our hearts, we were set free from the power of Satan to God, and we were delivered from darkness to light. Acts 26. In turning to God through faith, not baptism, for baptism with water changes nothing, a person moves from bondage to a struggle, from utter defeat to conflict from a life of spiritual misery to a daily walk with God, from a life of powerlessness to a life lived in God's power. Paul gives us an example of his choice in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armour of God so that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes. We see clearly in this verse many things, for Paul is very clear in his writing. The first thing we see is that we have a choice. We are not forced to put on the armour of God. We are not forced into the life of defending ourselves against the devil's schemes. 
we are not without freedom in deciding to make a stand. Many Christians, even those who think themselves to be intellectual and intelligent, are deeply in trouble, are deeply troubled with Paul's writings on the supernatural. This is rather odd. And it's odd because to be a Christian presupposes a supernatural world, as faith in God implies a belief in someone that one cannot see, that believing in Christ implies a belief in something that is not scientifically possible, that a person rose from the dead. During COVID hysteria, many churches denied the supernatural and apostatized by insisting that we follow the science and ignore conspiracy theories such as the idea that people could get COVID after being vaccinated. Now, President Biden has been diagnosed with COVID even after he has been vaccinated and his vaccinations are up to date. We now know that science tells us something quite different. But maybe someone should remind these Christian fascists that to be a Christian means accepting a supernatural world. And if we are to so-called follow the science, then they must, by definition and by logical extension, deny the existence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, they're plain hypocrites. Paul is only writing to his readers to equip them for everything they need to live a life as a follower of Jesus Christ. He is a true pastor to them. He is only writing to his readers to equip them for everything they need to live a daily practical life as a follower of Jesus Christ. He wishes to help them, aid them and support them, to give them the skills, the ways and attitudes necessary to face each day as a Christian. When Paul says to put on the armour of God, he is encouraging them to do so. He is urging them to do so. It is an imperative. It is not if you like, or if you have time, or you can if you want. But Paul is urging them to do so. It is the image of clothing oneself with something. It comes from the Greek word enduo, which means to clothe. And it means having this clothing settle onto a person so that they can wear it and it becomes theirs. A contemporary understanding might be wear it properly or this armour fits. David, when he went out to battle Goliath the giant, was given armour by King Saul. But the armour didn't fit him, so he had to take it off. The armour of God, however, fits. It fits all people of faith. It is like one of those hats. It is a one-size-fits-all armour. And all Christians are required to put on the armour of God. This is a comforting thought because all Christians are in the same boat, as it were. There's no hierarchy in God's kingdom. All are one in Christ. There is no class. There are no special people. And those who refuse to wear the armour or believe themselves too good to wear it or believe that this is only for weak Christians who believe in the supernatural will face Diabolos alone. And he will most certainly destroy them. This is one truth we discovered last week, and that is that Christ stood for us 
that we do not need to stand alone. And the Christian is never alone, for they have passed from death to life. And this life is with the Son, an eternal life where our relationship with God is never revoked. But I cannot for the life of me understand the reasoning behind the reluctant evangelical, whose spiritual life must be as thin as rice paper, whose prayers are as short as a limerick, and whose diet is the fear of their rich, smart friends. I've met many of these people. The Bible is too good for them. They studied philosophy at university, and they hedge their bets, and qualify their positions, and they're always looking over their shoulders, hoping that their atheist comrades do not see them praying, or speaking of Paul too highly. To these people I say this, you can have your rice paper thin Christian life, but you will be cut down in life and ruined because you did not put on the armour of God and your whitened bones scorched in the sun will be a lesson to all who pass by that life is real and at the end of the day you need to make a choice whom you will worship, your friends or God, your career or Christ, money or eternal life. Put on the armour of God and stand, or leave it off, face Diabolus alone, and lose. Today we have been looking at freedom from slavery. A Christian is free to choose. Paul urges us to put on the armour of God so that we can make a stand against the devil's schemes. Clothe yourselves with God's armour. Tomorrow we will look at freedom from defencelessness. Remember, Freedom matters today because you matter to God. Freedom Matters Today looks at freedom from a Christian perspective. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.